0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Fratello Talks, the short form weekly podcast where we skip the intro and jump right into it. This week I'm joined by my colleagues RJ and Timo, and we are going to be discussing watches in cinema. We're going to be taking a look at uh, watches in cinema as a exercise in marketing, as an exercise in establishing them somewhat into pop culture and uh, I think some memorable sightings as well yeah. uh, that come to mind uh, mm. as we discuss it. But first, let's see what is on the wrist. Timo, what do you have on the wrist today?
1: I'm actually a good example today because I'm wearing the Omega Seamaster 300 Meters No Time to Die Edition. Yeah, there you which go. Which, of course, featured in James Bond. So for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a proper uh, yeah. proper pick for uh, for today's podcast. And RJ. I'm afraid we are very one-branded today, oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm wearing my uh, Omega Speedmaster uh, Ed White or Gene Cernan, the mm-hmm. caliber 321 mm-hmm. in steel from uh, 2020.
0: Very nice. And I am rounding off the Omega uh, trifecta here in today's podcast with uh, my Speedmaster. It's uh, yeah, the Professional Reference 3750, I believe, Uh Yes, 3570. Right. Oh. 3570, oh. slightly dyslexic yeah. when it comes to numbers, clearly. Uh, but uh, yeah, from the early 2000s uh, on a black leather strap for the day. Yep, yeah. Perfect, so let's jump into the topic. Uh, what comes to mind, first and foremost, when you think about mm. a, a watch in a movie? I think for me it's twofold.
2: <clears throat> because, uh, for me, I make a clear difference or distinction between like proper product placement mm-hmm. and watches that are just... Featured in a movie as a prop, and I think very often, I think even in old movies, people think it's a coincidence or it's a personal watch from an actor. Mm-hmm. But I think also in older movies, it, it it's also always has been a prop, yeah, um, used by the prop master. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That that put it in there. Um,
1: Compare older James Bond movies to newer James Bond movies. I think that's a that's a good example.
2: Yeah, but I think there it was also a prop, um, even the Rolex ones and. Later on, I think James Bond was wearing a
0: Seiko and uh, a yeah. Breitling, and and I think there other it really brands. became a prop. I think I think because in the books, of course, the James Bond books, I yeah. think I think it was written that he wore explorer. a uh, an explorer. It yeah. was described as a as a Rolex because wristwatch. That was the,
2: the watch that uh, Ian Fleming uh, yeah, wore himself. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah.
0: so I think it was always it was always going to be something Rolex, yeah. and then obviously in the nineties, yeah. uh, everything went uh, went Omega. True. with but
2: if we move away from James Bond, because yes. I think that's that's a, a movie series that's yeah, for sure full of. For product placements yes uh, whether it's BMW uh, or Martin Ford uh, Heineken everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, if you move away from that movie I think another good example was uh, I think Seven Years in Tibet oh yeah where they used the Omega Chronograph and they yeah. sourced it through I think a vintage watch dealer okay. yeah um, I think that was nice because yeah. it was clearly a prop yeah that's for fair. sure and I think for the sure. brand Omega was, was proud of it but I don't think it went like officially through
1: through Omega themself. because impact sales in China so yeah perhaps <laughs> there
0: you go what's your what's your uh, first example that comes to mind when you think about a watch in a movie so
1: i think for me the the first thing that comes to mind is i think it's called the american as a movie with uh, george Clooney and it's the omega speedmaster in there because for me that was the best placement of a watch in a movie right because yes it does feel like it is very much Intentionally placed in the movie, so you mm-hmm. can sort of feel it is an advertisement. Right, but it is used because George Clooney is using the watch to time shots and so on. You see the watch often. Right, and may uh, yeah, it might also just something be about George Clooney because I think he's the ideal ambassador. It just feels like it's elevating the watch
0: for sure. For sure, I think I think it helps, uh, and we'll get into this a little later on. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with my example, but but I think it helps who's wearing the watch. Yeah. And, and typically, if it's like a lead actor, it's going to always be. Uh, you know somebody who's probably quite appealing. They're they're in in magazines and they're going to be quite influential to to what people who want to buy a wristwatch might might go for. I mean, again, going back to James Bond, everybody thinks James Bond is cool, or at least he's he was always seen as this. Perhaps now, who knows? But uh, but uh, you know, I mean, wearing the watch James Bond wore, it's always going to be a, a selling point, uh, regardless of if it's a Rolex or if it's a. It's a Omega. difference. It was
1: a difference for me, so it was quite interesting. Right. Right. I, I spotted the watch the first time on the Omega website. Right. I was like, "Holy shit, this looks awesome." Right. I was like, "Ah, it's James Bond." So it was like it was it yeah. was dampening yeah. for me because I, it feels like you don't want to be a marketing victim. Yeah, for sure, way. for sure, for sure. And I had the other, it, I had it the other way around. I have another watch that was in a movie and that is the um, Toodle Heritage Chrono. Okay. And that one is featured in funny enough, adjacent to James Bond at the Mission Impossible and I think it was oh, true, Ghost true. Protocol of phantom i think it was ghost Prod- uh, one of the, yeah, one yeah. of the mission impossible movies right and it's not really prominently featured in a movie so ethan hunt right. wears the watch right but you have to really look out for it and, yeah. I, and I remember i noticed the watch it was a driving scene he mm-hmm. was driving in a car and i actually i noticed the bracelet i thought oh that bracelet looks right. awesome like what what is it right and right. then i started researching it. i feel oh that's the that's the watch Right, So it's, it's right. Yeah. hidden.
2: What I yeah. found interesting is uh, last weekend, uh, coincidentally, I watched uh, part of um, the Thomas Crown Affair with okay. Pierce Brosnan. Uh-huh. And All right. in the opening, one of the first scenes, perhaps it's even the opening scene, you see a close-up of his watch, which is a uh, gold uh Le Reverso. Okay. But oh, they, yeah. yeah. But they blurred the brand name. And uh, I think the model name or the... the there's sure. some other text on the dial that they, that they blurred because we made right. a... Uh, still, yeah, yeah, and uh, it's completely blurred. So that's not really
0: product placement. I think yeah. that's just and th- things things like that have been done. Wasn't there a uh, a watch that was either originally a Bulgari that was then relabeled yeah, it was with actually, something? Actually, I, I I
2: don't know the movie. Perhaps it was also Mission but I don't know. It yeah. was an X thirty three Omega yeah. Speedmaster mm-hmm. with a Bulgari, but logo. they rebranded it with Bulgari on the dial. I think that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous for for Omega, of course, but they can't help it, but it's ridiculous for
0: Bulgari. The prop master. uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, Shame. (laughs) Shame on that prop master in there. there.
1: And I actually recall regarding the the James Crown affair, or Hmm. James Crown affair? Tom Thomas Crown Crown affair. um, There was an interview with Pierce Brosnan at some point that I saw, and he's actually really into watches. Yes, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh, said yeah, like, Oh, sure. the first time when he got his big first paycheck, he went into a, a boutique and he bought a watch and his knees were shaking because he just dropped so much money. Yeah, yeah. And I th- I'm not entirely sure, but I think it was his watch that he was wearing in the in the Thomas Crown Yeah, film. that's a just, yeah. 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 Like, yeah.
2: yeah, so for Omega he got the Seamaster, the, the of course. And right, right. Later on, um he was very tied into with the uh, Peter Speak Marin watches. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. So he's still, oh. I saw him walking around uh, at uh, um, the predecessor of uh, uh, Watches and Wonderful SI. SIJ right. show right. in Geneva. So he was there with Peter Speak marin if I'm not mistaken. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. I know that he also, uh, he also had a, a Gerard Perrigo as well. I think that he's... Yeah. he's uh, but he, but yeah, he's, he's definitely a watch guy. Yeah. And, and that's funny because that also uh, comes to mind with other, other like my first yeah. awareness of, of watches and movies. I think one of the first was uh, probably the Hamilton Murph. Uh, and there was another Hamilton watch in Interstellar. Uh, but that was really sort of like a, a major plot device in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously I think that they probably managed to to make a brand tie in there and, yeah. and make it be Hamilton. And now Christopher Nolan is sort of... Has recurring uh, partnerships, I believe, with Hamilton, and you see their movies uh, popping up, even yeah. special editions of yeah. of, uh, of their watches. And, and Hamilton now has this big um, Hamilton in cinema, and even some awards that they do uh, once a year. Um, and so they have a really big tie-in. So for them, it's very important for for this brand. Uh, but that, for me, is one of the one of the first tie-ins. But then talking about. Actors wearing their personal watches in in movies. Um, I also think of uh, of uh, Ryan Gosling wearing a Rolex Bubbleback mm-hmm. in Crazy Stupid Love, which was kind of yeah an interesting choice. Yeah, and I think one that got people looking at uh, at Bubblebacks more than they would have otherwise. Yeah, probably again. I would say exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, as a knock on yeah. effect. Yeah. But uh, but but then you also mentioned that sometimes uh, it's just a prop, and we know that. For a fact, uh, because one of our one of our readers who emailed us, um, I, f- I forget his name, but we will uh, we'll give him uh, due credit in the in the article, uh, and he told us that he had been in touch with uh, Martin Sheen, yeah, uh, and the famous watch he wore in uh, in Apocalypse Now, the Seiko, uh, the Seiko. It yeah. was to him, he just he was not even aware that it it went on to become. Uh, uh, this famous... uh, Was it uh, Captain Willard? Yeah, um, Captain Willard. He he, he was completely unaware that Mm. it went on to become this very famous cult uh, Seiko and and to have that nickname, he just said, yeah, it was a prop. The prop master gave it to me. I handed it back at the end of filming and that was that. So... That's and then
1: it feels natural you know i exactly. think that's also sure. a distinction if something feels like it's an organic natural yeah. process yeah. Yeah. versus a carefully engineered process like it is the yeah. product placement yeah. james bond moves. but
2: sometimes you can't do it differently because uh, for example uh if you look at apollo 13 yeah there's no other the, the watch played an important role so yeah. there's no other way to, to yeah you but can't that, use a daytona or a
1: the watch is a protagonist almost yes. so you have to use it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah definitely yeah would i uh when i was uh, young
2: I think it was two thousand, two thousand one. I went to ago. the cinema <laughs> a long time ago, and I saw Frequency. And uh, it's about uh, a guy that gets in touch with, it. I think, is is uh, the, the deceased uh, uh, or the fa- his father that passed away right. by uh, using this radio. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. And using it on a wow. special frequency, so hence the hence the title. And um, there also there's also a Speedmaster uh, featured. Mm. That was the first time that I saw. oh, mm. They really use that watch as a prop in this in this movie. I still right. don't know if they really they they contacted Omega that was a, a props master yeah. uh,
0: or the actor's Edward. watch or yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just will never know, right? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, because the
2: guy wears Omega Speedmaster in other movies as well. The actor
0: I forgot yeah. the name, but right, right, um, right, right, yeah. There's also another another famous uh, watch that uh, that is uh, often misidentified in, in in the movie American Psycho. American uh, they had a where Datejust. everybody everybody thinks it's a Datejust, and people have always said, yeah. "Oh yeah, it's a, it's it's this two tone Rolex Datejust," but it's a Seiko.
2: Yeah, and there's also one scene that he tells his hooker. Right. Not to touch the watch, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's so right. funny. Right. <laughs> so you think it's a very expensive yeah. piece, but uh, then uh, yeah, it's yeah. The you can spot tone. that the crown is at
0: four thirty yeah. or four o'clock, and yeah. Then you, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: But I think it, this is very clever because again it fits the character as a plot device yeah. because it's a charade. It's a ruse. It's yeah. charade, yeah. yeah. So, it fits. so like it's actually... It's exactly, really, yeah. like, really, a, like well
0: a Leo's watch in uh, Wolf yeah. of Wall Street, the, the yeah. gold-plated uh, Tag Heuer yes. uh, quartz, and, and he says, it's a gold watch worth so much, and then he throws it into the, into the crowd, but then you go, yeah, it's not, it's not gold. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, that's a, it's an interesting one. Uh, are there any other memorable uh, watches that come to mind in cinema?
2: Well, there's uh, the pocket watch that was hidden somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the 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 f- <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the father's uh, watch. Uh, <laughs> yes. by courtesy. Yeah, in uh, Pulp Fiction. Of in course, Pulp Fiction. Um, that another reference. one
2: that I actually published about on Fratello, I think uh, I think it was one of the first things, perhaps mm. um, not one of the first articles, but I think it's a long time ago. It was Kill Bill.
1: I can't remember right. the the release date of Kill Bill. Two thousand, I think. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 No,
2: so. Um, Juma Thurman is wearing a uh, Daytona in the movie, but it's a fake ah. Daytona. Okay. Because it is a Daytona with a day and a date indicator rather than a chronograph.
0: Wow. That's, yeah. Yeah. So okay. that,
2: that was very interesting as well. And then I wonder if it's done on purpose or that the props master just uh, went to Canal Street in New
0: York and yeah. bought a fake. Or, or, or had a big bin of watches and found one yeah. that, that matched the outfit, yeah. right? I mean, that's, that's also I, the thing.
2: I do believe that in recent years it has become more important. Oh yeah, definitely. People are more aware of watches. Definitely. It's everywhere. It's shown on Instagram and yeah. social media. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone that goes to a red carpet event gets a watch on loan from a brand. Oh yeah, and then the for brands sure. they email us. Oh look at this and this actor. <laughs> they wore our watches. Yeah, no, because yeah. you gave it to them. Yeah. So for me, it it it's less and less uh, genuine. genuine. Yeah. And for me, that is what counts in the end. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it can be and it can be from a props master or it's historically. Uh, important like uh, Apollo 13 but if it's just handing out watches for the sake of handing out watches and being seen then I don't think it's interesting.
0: Then, uh, then a little bit of uh, Tag Heuer comes to mind um, with uh, within the Barbie movie. Uh, it's the second mention of the Barbie movie on this podcast, but yeah. uh, but hey, you know that's what that's what we're we into do. Barbies. We're we're into the Barbie movie, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, with uh, Ryan Gosling, I, th- I believe he wears three Tag Heuer watches. Okay, he has two on one wrist and one on the other wrist. Yeah, and and again, it's just it's it, they're not mentioned in the movie. it's just I think just he's an ambassador, and, and therefore just he's handed just, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah which is uh, it's an interesting thing because then you could you could imagine uh, Tag Heuer uh, you know if you if you did a movie uh, about uh, uh, about racing uh, yeah. you know like in in uh, I don't know in, in in America you could really uh, yeah. you could really Well there
2: uh, was uh, the, the 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 movie with uh, Steve McQueen where he yeah. wore the the, Mon- the Monaco I think Yeah exactly exactly that um, was also a, And he basis yeah. and that's 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 an interesting one because Steve McQueen really looked at I think it was Joe Siffert as an Mm. Or one of the races as an example, yeah. as a yeah. to to, to uh, study his role yeah. on so he knew he was wearing a hoyer, I think well, Otavia or something, but he chose that right. the Monaco. Yeah. And then yeah. after the move he gave it away to someone, so he, <laughs> he didn't yeah. keep it. Well, <clears throat> I think for, for that role, then it's historically also more or less correct that
0: you wear a Hoyer. For sure, for sure. And, but um, but it, it is interesting, like you say, that that it goes from actors wearing uh, maybe their own watch or or a prop master saying, "Well, you're a, you're an army guy in uh, Vietnam, so what watch would you have worn?" Yeah. Here, here's a big Seiko. Yeah. Um, or or perhaps uh, you know now it becomes really a marketing exercise, and and you lose this uh, this genuineness. And then yeah, speaking, I think another watch that. Just came to mind. Speaking of fake watches or or incorrect watches, and I think this one was just a, a fake. Uh, again, Ryan Gosling wore it in the in the movie Drive. He wore a fake uh, Patek Calatrava. Mm. Yeah, yeah. In that movie, so that was yeah. also. He, I think he said he borrowed it from a from a friend. Oh, nice friend. That's what I would say.
2: Good <laughs> <laughs> excuse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so for for me, it's about uh, the, the genuine aspect because yeah. I also don't look up to to celebrities wearing specific watches because I don't care because often they just receive the watch as a gift or as an ambassador or influencer.
0: And then it's, for me, not that... No, that's interesting. It really becomes less interesting. I think that people like uh, like Paul Newman um, or or you know Nina Rint or or people from from the past who would pick mm. their own watches and especially what they would wear in their in their private life. I think that those are much more influential yeah. than than what yeah. you might see with uh, with uh, with celebrities yeah. these days. Because um, you know then we get into the the conversation about brand ambassadors and how effective it truly is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for the general public, it's that ongoing conversation as well about mm. about uh, about people who are enthusiasts and who are insiders and who are really they know their stuff uh, when it comes to yeah. watches. So our audience, probably, uh, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it's fair to say. I think uh, I think the I think if is. you're listening to this, you probably know. Uh, you probably know enough. Yeah. You probably know too much. Um, but the general public <laughs> who are just sort of uh, loosely uh, into into the celebrities yeah, they're exposed and watches to a certain watch exactly, yeah. and, and, certain and, and, and they don't know necessarily yeah. that that is product placement. Yeah. Um,
2: what I found also interesting is uh, I think during the summer I watched uh, the Band of Brothers series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm also Good quite one. old. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I thought oh, it's yeah. nice to rewatch. And there you saw that all the the, the soldiers were wearing like period correct yeah uh, watches. So they really yeah. wore these military watches that are very small. Yeah. And uh I think they they there are three or four different American brands that that made them. Right, right, and right. And that made me look at them at eBay again, so oh, how yeah. can I source one of yeah. these original A Hamilton watches? Or Yeah, Elgin or Yeah, exactly, yeah. from from, uh, from World War II. <laughs> yeah. Um without, they didn't show the watches up close. You could not yeah. recognize the brand name whatsoever, but you could see based on the strap and the size and the, the, yeah. the dial and so on, that they really did their job.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's there's some really good examples of that. I think uh, all the watches used in Mad Men were also quite well yeah. Sourced and and quite well curated, yeah. and and it even tells the story of a character's sort of evolution throughout. I think uh, I think Don Draper starts off with a gold reverso, and then uh, mm. eventually moves on to um, I don't know in which order it goes. Whether he first gets the Explorer, and, and then, then has Black the Delle, Seamaster, yeah, the Seamaster De Yeah. and and yeah, but you you it's it's nice to see that sort of evolution, and you see that their watches when it it's towards the end of the show when you get into the the early seventies, you see uh, much more seventies uh, yeah. type watches. I think one of the characters wears. Uh, uh something that looks like a a Hoyer with yeah. a with a gold uh, gold uh, case and and uh, yeah. like a panda dial uh, which is quite nice yeah. as well so uh.
2: I have a good example okay it's not a it it's not a movie
0: it's a series it's seinfeld
2: oh, one yeah. of my favorite shows ever the santos yeah he so he wears the santos in the first mm. season and but later uh, on he only wears brightling yeah mm-hmm. only Breitling. and yeah. that's because he's really a Breitling fan he's a yeah. brightling collector yeah. and um, I think that's interesting that he does wear his own. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Uh, watches on the show. Yeah,
1: but there's also negative examples. So I recently watched a series on. Uh, I think it was Apple TV. It was, I believe, Acapulco was mm-hmm. the name of it. Okay, and it plays in the 60s or 70s or something like that. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you're spotting a colorful chi-shock. You're Like really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh no!
2: Yeah, yeah. I oh. saw it with Goldberg's. It's also a very nice uh, show um, <laughs> about a family in the 80s, and um, the mother is wearing a 90s constellation. In the eighties, mm. so that's also a bit strange that yeah, some props masters don't
0: uh, do their research. They don't do element. their research, or or they just don't know. I guess. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it can be very hit or miss there.
1: I but guess. Then again, you know, ninety nine percent of the people watching that no no they, will not know, not they get don't know, They
2: don't care. But so everything is on point in that yeah. show. Yeah. So yeah. the the clothing, the the, or the fashion, okay. and the yeah. the things they use, the cars, everything is on point eighties. Yeah. 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 The the interior of the, the mm-hmm. homes and so on, except yeah. for the watch. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it's also one important or interesting element for me is like. When is it a success for the brand, versus what we as the enthusiasts think about it? So there was, True. for example, recently the Indiana Jones movie where Indiana Jones was sporting a Hamilton yep.
2: Hamilton mm-hmm. Bolton. Uh, um, yeah, man. Awful movie, by the way.
1: But I do love Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like you have you have it's to suffer an airplane, but if, man, if you're Indiana sports. Jones, when you're suffering, <laughs> yeah. But I thought it was wasn't that bad, the latest mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. But so, man, he was my hero when I was a child. Mm-hmm. So I was like, and let me have a look at that watch, and then yeah. I'd really like to get that watch just because it is associated compared to James Bond there yeah. it's not a bonus for me, but Indiana Jones uh, I'd quite like to have yeah. something yeah, but I can't it's like it's uh, yeah, it's a pretend watch to me, so it really feels like a movie prop rather yeah. than a proper watch that Indiana Jones would be wearing
0: exactly but but in a way it it feels like they were aware of that. They're like, if we put a mechanical movement in this, if we make the case out yeah. of precious metal or whatever, it's going to be too expensive for the yeah. for the average uh, Indiana Jones fan. I mean, some Indiana Jones fans would be probably hardcore enough to to go for yeah. the real thing. I mean, obviously, uh, for you, the James Bond tie wasn't a, wasn't a selling point here, but to some people it is and, and yeah. they're going to pay whatever, 9,000. Yeah, for many 000, people uh, it is because well, I hear from yeah.
2: retailers that they, uh, they had clients coming in asking specifically about the James Bond watch yeah, without exactly. knowing all the details, exactly. even that it was a Seamaster. Yeah. So I want the James Bond watch. Yeah.
1: It would have yeah. been nice if they would have done Two versions. Yeah, exactly. You know, if yeah. you think about Aquaterra, there's also there's there's, there's a quartz version. Not sure yeah. if there still is, but there was oh, in the past. There was yeah. a Aquaterra mm-hmm. quartz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get the the mechanical movement. Yeah. So with Hamilton, like, okay, so here's the 600 euro version with a quartz movement and yeah. gold plated, was oh, it's like it's PVD or what is it? Yeah, I'm PVD. Not, not sure what PVD. it is. Um, and here's the the real deal. The real deal. Gold yeah. case. Yeah. Mechanical
0: movement. Yeah. Maybe do it as a limited uh, limited edition box set. Comes with a whip and a hat or something. There you go. Yeah. Man, I'll then you got the, full, the the full set. Full experience, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, for me, I'll give one final honorable mention of a of a watch that I saw recently, and I, I didn't want to do this because I didn't want to admit to having watched uh, the Meg 2. but uh, but yeah. uh, but I did, and uh, Jason Statham was wearing a really nice uh, CWC, oh. uh, sort of British Army uh, yeah, dive yeah, watch yeah, on yeah. a on a on a NATO strap, which was uh, it was very cool. It was cool to see it, and I think I think we did get an email uh, about that from the brand saying, yeah. "Hey, look." we did this. But I think that that also is like, it's nice when it's a brand like CWC where you go on their website and most watches aren't available for purchase. They're, they're restocking them slowly and yeah. and it's a brand that's truly an enthusiast brand. Yeah. Uh, it's not a brand you're going to buy by accident. Um, yeah. And, and, and it, it, that was like a one that I saw and they don't mention it in the movie. It's not a plot device. It's just there. And if you know, yeah. you know, and that's kind of like a nice nod. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe that even today, there can be some examples of of like tastefully included watches in uh, in movies. Whether it's aiming for it being period accurate, mm-hmm. whether it's a nice nod like this, yeah. Um, but yeah, it tends to be a little bit over the top. I'd so say. So
1: was the watch the only redeeming feature of the movie, or? <laughs>
0: yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, it okay. was. Uh, it was not a great movie. It was not okay. a great movie. It's uh, it's yeah. worth it for the watch, but.
1: but another
2: good example is Panerai Sylvester Stallone. Oh yeah, but that
0: was he brought it more or less. Mm, yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That true. Oh, yeah, 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 for uh, sure, for the, sure. He definitely helped. Yeah, daylight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- there was then some questionable uh, auction shenanigans when he then sold allegedly yeah, the watch he yeah. wore. Yeah. A and lot and, of and,
2: things Panerai uh, has been questionable, but I think yeah. um, in the end it did very a, a very good thing for Panerai yeah. for, At that sure, time. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely.
1: And then there was a competition with Arnold Schwarzenegger who could get yeah. a bigger watch and so on. And I think Schwarzenegger then wore the uh, Royal Oak Offshore End of Days yeah it's just like a black yeah true. yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just of mine uh, had one was an impressive watch yeah yeah very very cool yeah and I think that we'll all then look forward to seeing what uh, what Omega will do next uh, once we have our new uh, our new bond I'm sure that the tie-in will continue, but yeah. uh, but it'll be exciting yeah. to see uh, what uh, what they sort of pull out of their hat next. Because uh, I think that it went also from being very sort of standard catalog models uh, with Pierce Brosnan and, and early uh, Daniel Craig to being like watches made specifically for the movie. Yeah, which is in the catalog now, also in the catalog. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think and, that's as nice as if a brand yeah. just
2: uses a watch that is out there. Yeah. Um, to be featured in a movie, because then yeah, you sure. can actually
0: buy it if you are into yeah. these and, w- kind of and without having, because then they also have done some where the counterpoise of the second hand has the 007 logo, yeah, but yeah. those were more like commemorative special editions. Yeah. and And I think that those were that's where those that those were definitely sold to the uh, to the James Bond fans, I the guess fans so. exactly yeah.
1: Yeah. and yeah. for me for this one yeah. for example okay you have the broad arrow on the dial yeah but that is not strictly associated with James no no Bond. no that's it's just british yeah. military uh, exactly there british, you uh, go on a casebook there it says 07 and and, and yeah. some digits and so yeah. on uh but that is subtle enough for me yeah. to not mind for sure for and sure and like said sure. i got the interesting thing is that I got it because of the broad arrow because that's a friend yeah. of mine who who was at the uh, uh, SAS so that's right. the connection right, right, so right, I right. have that connection to the British military rather than yeah. a James Bond connection yeah yeah,
0: yeah okay. for sure for sure hey for me it's the same reason why I got the two two five four it's uh, it was also the sort of the the military heritage uh, with the sword hands and everything and uh, and yeah. though I, yeah. I'm not sure if that watch was ever officially issued, but its predecessor uh, certainly was. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, very nice. Perfect. Well, I think that we can uh, we can uh, conclude here for this week. So thanks uh, guys for joining. And uh, thank you for tuning in and listening. Make sure to like, subscribe and follow along and tune in next week for another episode of Fratello Talks. See you then.